This is literally the fifth take that we've done. Yes. Um, we've had to... There has been AC on, the dishwasher's <laughs> on, Jax was squeaking. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Newly Meds. I'm Heather. And I'm Quinn. And we're going to do a Q&A today and not like questions that you guys have asked, like questions that Quinn and I just randomly came up with. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be fun for you to know a little bit more about us. But first we'll start with highs and lows as we always do. Yeah. So what did you do last weekend? So... We did not record a podcast last weekend because I was out of town. I went to Charleston, South Carolina for an IV conference. Uh, So I got to hear a bunch of speakers talk on standard practices, uh, research that's going on in the field of IV therapies, um, particularly from an integrative approach, so nutritional therapies and then IV chelation as well for heavy metals. So it was very informative. I learned so much. Uh, I think continuing education in terms of going to conferences is such a cool thing about integrative medicine because that's the primary you know, way of just learning more about the field and about different topics. So yeah, I'm going to put information about that conference in the show notes if you guys are interested in looking more into into that but that's what I did so that was a high it was so much fun Charleston was amazing I went out like every single night and slept like four hours every night but I was taking all my supplements and my electrolytes so I felt good every day it was just it was fun yeah it was fun but I missed you yeah you were here alone I was here alone yeah it's okay I was gonna go do something for Halloween but it got canceled but it was fine yeah I had to do a bunch of work bunch of residency stuff. I know, you've been stuff. busy with residency stuff, so. Yeah. What, what's your high? Okay, what is my high? Um, I started interviewing for residency, and it went well. I, I enjoyed talking. I'm. It's fun to, like, interview about radiology and be able to talk about the field and why I like it and why I'm interested in going into it. Um, so it's all very exciting. It's, like, nerve-wracking and stressful, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, this was your first interview, right? Yeah. Wow. So... Um, and then low for the week. Oh, um, I don't really know. Just the, like on the flip side of, you know, interviews is that it's like kind of stressful thinking about like, where are you going to go next? And like, yeah, you know, talking to different programs and what's going to be the best fit. So that can be like a little bit stressful. And they've said that this year is different. Yeah. This year is like pretty competitive for radiology. Um, so we're all working very hard and trying to let programs know that we're really interested in them. So it'll work out. It's just like this time period where everything's up in the air can be a little bit stressful. Yeah, and it's been just stressful for us as a couple, too, going yeah. through this. Because, I, I mean, there are a good number of people that are in serious relationships in medical school and married, and even people that have kids, like, that's very normal. Yeah. But then it just changes the process completely, right? When it's not just you thinking about yourself and right. your future. Like, you're having to think of, like, oh, is my partner going to be happy yeah. in this place. And it's like, so, where are we going to go next? Right. Are we so, going to be comfortable there? Yeah. You have to find work there. Yeah. So this is a bunch of questions. Yeah. But the focus of this podcast is not stressful. Yeah. We are going to have fun. It's fun. It's lighthearted. <laughs> All right. I don't know if we can do anything lighthearted. We're just so serious. We're serious people. No, we'll be goofy. All right. <laughs> do you have? A, let, let's Wait, start I our questions. I didn't do my low. Oh, you didn't do your low? Do your low. Yeah. Um, I think just... That, I guess my low circling back to the whole residency thing is just yeah. kind of having that fear like we talked about earlier 
about where we're moving next and what that looks like and the pros and cons of each place. And um, like when we when Quinn and I moved to New York, it just was a very dark time for us and our relationship. So the thought of moving again is just brings up a lot of emotions and it's just scary like the thought of starting over is scary even though I know we're gonna be so much more so much wiser in this next move and older and just more stable a lot of things situationally are different it's just scary of you know not knowing what's gonna happen and really and relinquishing that control and just be like god i trust you and there's nothing there's no worry there's no fear there's no planning that is going to supersede your plan for me and um what's going to happen is going to happen and his his promise is going to come to pass yeah so it's just trusting in that and not and being you know coming back to the present because we've learned so much about mindfulness in the present and um just getting back to our breath and listening and listening to our breath in the present moment. And you can't have any problems when you're in the present because you're just focused on right now. Right. And the future is a story and a narrative and the, and the past is a story and a narrative. And all we have is like this moment right here. So we get caught up in all these different things, but coming back to that is just so powerful. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, fun questions. Want- <laughs> Who's going to start? You go first. Okay. I'll start. Answer some I'll questions. start. All right. What is one thing people are surprised to learn about you? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. People I knew that'd be a good are one. are surprised to learn about me is that I, oh, this is hard. It's good. We'll cut out all the I know. We'll cut empty out all the space. empty space. It'll sound space. a lot faster. Yeah. Um, I give a lot of myself to other people, and I come off as someone who is always generous with myself and my time and my energy, but I truly pay the price for that in, internally, and it's, it's more of like, I, I mean, as a nurse, you're just constantly quote unquote on. Like you're, you're some of it is to an extent performative. Obviously there is right. a genuine heart behind what we do in healthcare and There's caring for people. There's like a customer service aspect it, But it is it. a customer service yeah. thing. So it's like, I, but I, the way that I grew up, like I'm very good at controlling my de- demeanor to like fit what somebody else needs. Like that's just how I kind of grew up in the household that I did. Like I'm just, I'm very good at that. Like all being camouflaging into what someone else needs for them to be comfortable and adjusting my personality, my intonation, my voice, my nonverbal body language to make that other person comfortable. And I'm like painfully aware of that. So I think that would be surprising for someone to know is that I have a genuine heart for people, but a lot of that is kind of performative is you know the customer service side of being a nurse and like always looking out for other people and caring for people like my heart is genuine towards others but there's a point where you just get compassion fatigue and you're tired and you kind of just do it because you have to i don't know is that too complicated no that's good okay well i guess i'll go go. my question is very different okay mine is when did you know that you wanted to marry me classic classic question um oh when did i know i wanted to miss by the way we got married in january of 
this this year so how how long has it been like nine months now yeah because our anniversary four months from now eight months it's been eight eight months yeah when did i know i wanted to marry you um i mean i've wanted to marry you for a long time um we dated for how long before getting married six Six years years, years six five six years yeah i mean we started dating in high school um and I think I think it's easier for me to say like when did I know that I loved you and wanted to be with you, like forever. Yeah. And I always say the same thing. It was like we were in high school and we had been dating for a little bit, you know, a little while, and I was like completely enamored with you. And um, I went to visit you in one of your classes, and I like had this kind of like sort of. A, irrational fear of oh I like her more than she likes me I feel like a lot of people can relate to that you know um and I was like um you know is this gonna be weird am I gonna bother her whatever and I remember you coming out of class and you were just so excited to see me and I just felt like you were matching like how excited I was to see you yeah um and then I I just knew from that moment that we were we were in sync and that I loved you and I wanted to be with you but is that when you knew you wanted to like marry me? Yeah. But that was so early on. So. But then you didn't want to get married for a very long time. So I, how does that I, make sense? I think the difference is not like the idea of wanting to marry someone and being ready for what marriage entails. I just mean in terms of like, I'm a student. I don't have an income. I have no way to support you. I think those aspects of marriage, wanting to fulfill them before we get married was the big roadblock. Not loving you and not wanting to be with you. Of course, I loved you and I wanted to be with you. It was just like, I didn't feel like I had a lot of the aspects that I needed to be a husband yet. Well, yeah, no, well, that was like high school. So we weren't like ready for that. Well, I mean, just like later on down the line. Um, but I think that's interesting. Do you yeah. want to know my answer? You've, yeah, please. It's, so, oh, oh, wait. Can I guess? Okay, go ahead. Is it when we went to dinner together? Yeah. At that restaurant? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. So we went to dinner. What was this for my birthday or something? I think so. It was like a special occasion. Yeah, it was either your birthday or an anniversary. It was like the first nice dinner that we went yeah. to. Like the first expensive dinner my friend took me to. And we were both like super dressed up and like I just remember sitting down with you and like it just felt so comfortable and your presence was so grounded and calm and like just all of these amazing character traits that I knew would make such a good partner for the long run. And I remember just in that moment, like in my heart, just being like, don't let go of this person. Like, don't let them get away from you. Like, don't ever lose this person. This is a special person. And I think I think we had been dating her like six months. Yeah. Maybe to was, a year by yeah, that point. I think it was maybe like around there. Yeah. And I just, I remember that so vividly. It's almost like a flashbulb memory mm. for me. Like I, maybe it was God. I don't know. It voiced inside me, but it was just so clear. Like yeah. don't, don't like f- make sure you fight for this person. And um, ever since then, I've just been like, you are my safe place and my home and like I don't know like it doesn't matter where I am or who I'm with it's just like that's my home that's my person it's a person that makes me feel safe and I think it's important to remember too that I mean we've had our ups and downs in relationships we've had our (laughs) tough times like I think people view successful relationships as being like perfect and lovey-dovey all the time I, I just think 
that there's that core of knowing that you want to be with someone so that when you do go through rough patches, you always know, okay, but this is still the person I want to yeah. come back to. Yeah. Um, I think our personalities are really interesting in relationship because we're both very intense people and that can be very detrimental when we get into arguments because it can be very, very the, dramatic. The intensity can grow very quickly yeah. and you are a little bit of a drama queen i am you are i'll admit that like last night should we reveal what attitude you had with me last night <laughs> well we've been walking all day and my legs were tired and i gotta do the dishes yeah so quinn comes home we both come home from like an adventure in in brooklyn like we walked a ton and just like a lot of walking we were both pretty tired and Quinn was in the kitchen making dinner and had an attitude, I could tell, obviously. And I was, as like any princess would be, sitting on the couch. And I noticed his attitude and I was like, okay, I had already showered at this point and he had taken the dog out. So I was already like, I got to relax and he had to take the dog out. And then he was kind of pissy a little bit. And I was like, go shower, I will cook. And he refused to like, let me help even though he was upset about having to do it, but wouldn't let me help at the same time. Yeah. And this happens quite <laughs> frequently. So it's something I'm that stubborn. we're trying I, I, to work I'm, through. I'm stubborn, yeah. What did yeah. you tell me? You're like, you don't know how to cook. It's going to take longer for me to explain Wait, it's to like you. A, it's like a recipe that like I... Literally, you you marinated done, chicken in buffalo sauce. No, it's not. It's, it's not it's more fucking rocket science. No, it's like you put the seasonings and you put oil in there. And oh you gotta, my God. Like, I, it was, it was it just goes. like at that point I was already... I was already halfway done. I was like, if, if you do the rest of it, I gotta explain how to do it anyway, which is I might as well just do it. So yeah, I get you know, I'm a little got a little grumpy. No, listen, we had to listen. You promised me that you're not gonna do that anymore. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, ask yeah. for help. Right. Right. And I'm gonna I'll teach you how to do my secret recipe. You don't need to. It's so simple. I can do it. Like you just don't you need to trust me. Okay. You need to trust that even though it's not done your way, that it's still gonna work out. Yeah. You need to trust me. Yeah. A little I bit. trust you. I trust you. Oh, it's All right. turn, by my the way. question. Let's see. I mean like are all yours like lovey dovey relationship no, ones? Because no. I have I have I have like other ones. Okay. Okay. Um what is your favorite podcast to listen to right now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, immediately, the Ed Milet show, he is amazing. And then the Skinny Confidential, those two are like my top. And why? Shows. Oh, um, Ed Milet show because he is so successful and inspiring because I feel like he is a, is a man that is very emotionally mature and aware and he's not afraid to like have other men on his podcast and be like, I love you, man. Like I'm so inspired by your integrity and like all these things and just have authentic conversations. And he's very in touch with his emotional side, which I respect. And he's very successful and he brings on great guests onto his podcast. And I swear, I'm like, I take notes from his podcast. I'm like writing down, like, this is what I need to do to be successful. Like, this is what I need to do to live a rich life spiritually financially emotionally physically like these are the things i need to do yeah and every podcast is just like gold nuggets just like oh my gosh that 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 like those are all like so powerful um so i love his podcast and then um 
the skinny confidential they interview a bunch of like holistic wellness people that i'm and i'm super interested in their their conversation and then i just feel like their conversations are so natural and authentic and it's just really fun for me to listen to and then also informative so lauren and michael if you're listening to this thank you love your podcast loved your media uh so yeah those are the two on rotation great lately yeah um Mine's another like love question though for you, but I think it's gonna make you. You're making think. me not look like I'm not lovey. Well, no, that's not true. You are lovey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Two. If you could give one piece of dating advice for guys, what mm. would it be? Oh man. And for girls. Dating one advice piece for guys. For guys. And for girls. Um, I. Okay, I would say with your crazy dating experience. I would say with my crazy dating experience, (laughs) I would say learn your partner's love language. Because I think that like all men have different ideas of like how they should treat their partner or whoever they're with. Um, you know, obviously I can only speak about relationships between, you know, like heterosexual partners, but I feel like this goes for any type of relationship. But learning your partner's love language helps you express your love to them in the proper way. I feel like a lot of men have, have a difficult time expressing love mm-hmm. and I, cause I feel like a lot of society has told men like, don't express your feelings, don't express your emotions. Like you gotta be tough. Yeah. You gotta be whatever. So then a lot of men develop like a right. difficulty sharing those things and then they sort of come up with their own ways to do it. So like for us, for example, like the way I like to express love is by like acts of service, but that's not necessarily what you like. Yeah. So I do all these things thinking I'm showing you love when really you're looking for it in another way. Yeah. And I think it would save you a lot of time and grief to know what your partner's love language is. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if they prefer quality time, you know you can show them appreciation by sitting out some time right. to, to spend with them during the week. And even um, if that's not your love language, you know that you're doing this sacrificially for them to feel right, love. Right. And it, and it goes both ways. Like yeah. letting your partner know what you appreciate, you right. know, what, what your love language is. What would you say as a piece of advice for guys who are looking for like a long-term partner and not just like a one night stand like what piece of advice would you give them to like find someone like that or like quality to look for or I don't know you know what I mean yeah like in the picking process not like the already committed process I think you I think you have to look for someone who's ready to like grow with you Mm-hmm. I think that relationships that are like short fuses or one night stands or only last a short period of time are just looking for like entertainment mm-hmm. and then they get bored very quickly Yeah. versus someone who's looking for like a partner to grow with. To invest in. To invest in. Because like this is a reality, man. Like life is not always exciting. There are boring times. There are times where nothing is going on. I mean, yeah. I really like there are times where like you're right in school us, and you're studying. And this right is like now. a transitional period and like there's not much we can do. And if you're with someone who's just in it for the excitement, they will just move on very quickly versus someone who's looking to grow, understands the necessity of those boring times or those mundane times and is still able to make the most of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like we make the most of this time that we have right now. We're yeah. trying different restaurants, going to different places is spending time we still have fun together all the time um so yeah i I would say look for someone who's willing and and ready to grow what quality in we're going to talk on heteronormative relationships i guess in a girl do you think is like like what's a red flag 
for you if you were like dating someone and you were there to be like oh i'm like or i like bleep or i'm i don't know you like a red flag red, red flag. flag what's a red um, flag let's give these guys the you know probably like two percent of men that listen to this podcast mm, something i i think I think someone who wants all of the emotional time and energy spent on them and is not open and receptive to y- your emotional time and energy. Mm. Like, you need to take care of me, do things for me, treat me this way, but there's no reciprocation. It's like, it's your job to make me feel good, but me just being with you is should be enough for you to feel good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like selfish kind of. Yeah, like like demanding. Like, you know, we've talked about, you know, things that would make me feel good as a man is like respect or knowing that you think about me or knowing that you like uh, say something offhand honor, and you honor, you know, you honor me, like different you. things like that. And yeah. for someone to not not care or not respect those things, I think is a big red flag. Mm. Um someone who just you need to do all these things for me and then like your birthday rolls around and they just would, don't care. You're really like, big don't. on reciprocity though. Like yeah. you are like, if I'm investing in you, I want you to invest back in like, me. I, think, I, I mean, everyone is like, I that, think I relationships should be two ways. And it I is, think yeah, for sure. that both partners should be competing to show their appreciation for one another. You know, yeah. like I, I think if someone just absorbs all of, you know, the kindness and emotional energy that you give them and gives nothing back, you'll just be drained eventually. Yeah. Like you need to constantly fill up one another. Um, so yeah. Okay. Dating advice for go- uh, girls. For me, me, yeah, me for giving, yeah. Oh, do, do you want to give no. dating advice for girls? I want you to say like something like, I don't know. Like, I feel like girls go after these guys that are just like not worth their time. Like what would like, I think you're a pretty good guy. Like, what would you say to the girls out there that are like doubting that they're going to find someone or they're having a hard time? Like, like keeping their standards high because nobody is like fitting that mold. Like as someone who, you know, your standards for yourself are pretty high. You treat me like a princess. Like, like you don't check out other women when we're to like, you know what I mean? Like, what would you say, what would you say to them that they're losing hope that they're going to find someone? I think it's just about finding like a respectful guy. I think, I think a lot of women look for very confident men and then you run into the issue of a lot of confident men are being deceitful, right? Mm. Because they appear confident, but they're really lying. Um, and with that confidence, they believe they can just do whatever they want. And yeah. it doesn't matter who it hurts because whatever, I'm confident I'm the you know macho guy. I can do you know whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know... Being with a guy who's respectful, you know, like don't push someone away because you don't think they're confident. Because I think a lot of guys, when they're respectful, they won't go up to random women and hit on them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't the know. Shy, the nice guy. The yeah. Shy guy, like, I, I guess is what we're like. I'm a little bit of a shy guy. Like, I would never like walk up to someone in public and be like weird to them. You know what I mean? Whereas some like confident guys, yeah. quote unquote, might do that. I guess. I guess I agree with you. Yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know. I, I've only really been know. with you. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just I my heart really breaks for girls that are so I feel lost and that feel like they they can't keep their standards yeah. high because there's just no one out there like that. So I, I, I just, think you're you're worth more than you think you are. I think people like put up with guys that are just not good for them because they think, well, this is all I'm worth. You know, yeah. like you have to love yourself first and you yeah. have to know your worth. 
And you have to put that energy out there that you're attracting yeah. people that are worth that are gonna match your energy. Right. And if it's not right, it's not right. Yeah. Don't force it. There are so many freaking people on this planet, like you are gonna find that person that you don't have to make excuses for. That you don't have to talk to your friends and be like, oh well, you know, they did X, Y, and Z, but you know what, they they do this when they come home or like yeah. they make up for it in this way. It's like you shouldn't have to like make excuses for them. Right. You shouldn't have to be like oh, that's a major red flag, but I'm just going to like overlook it because they yeah. have these other good qualities. Or just like, I, I'm thinking, I keep thinking about love is blind, you know, like oh my that, God, guy, that guy, Cole, oh, Cole, you know, he's like, oh, you're a nine out of 10, but this other girl is like a 10 out of 10. Or I like, literally, you, you're you good looking, but you're not Kim Kardashian. Love is it's like, blind. dude, I cannot with these men that are literally boys. I like, it's a rough I never season. imagine being with a guy and he's like, oh, I think you're a nine, but this other girl that we both know, yeah, I think she's a 10 yeah like that's like, just what i mean that's kidding? just like being like disrespectful like that their body types like yeah what like bartice bartista batista whatever this is bartice barista <laughs> i'm sorry but i actually i'm gonna throw complete shade that is just i it's they're, small they're, they're they're rough this S, season sd small d behavior nice. in my opinion yeah. to keep it Anyways, all right. My turn. My turn. This yours. Yours is very like dating and I love. I'm, That's okay. I'm, yeah, it's gonna change. Go okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna do one like less serious, more fun. What was the last thing you Googled? Um, the last thing I Googled. Yeah. Should I go to my Google? Yeah, go to your Google. What was the last thing you Googled? <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be good. And not not like an address to a restaurant. Like, what was the last thing you like Googled? Um, the last thing I googled, like a question or like yeah. looking up. Like you're looking something up, like. Um, homes in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, there you go. As a, you know, if people want information on that, that's under wraps. But that was my last, and then before that, I think was. Oh, I googled. This is wholesome. <laughs> I googled a Bible verse because I wanted to encourage you before oh. your residency interview. That's very nice. And I didn't. I know how it goes, but I didn't know what verse it was. Mm. And it was Joshua one nine. I guess I'll read it for the class. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So nice. Yeah. Last thing I googled was the um, female bodybuilder that killed her husband because we're watching the netflix documentary yeah if you guys didn't know we watch a lot of tv we watch a lot of true crime we do I'm killer like, sally i think it was called killer yeah killer sally, sally. I, I looked sally up. mcneil yeah it's a good you guys should watch it it's Very pretty good. entertaining um okay question three yeah what is a new habit you recently implemented and why oh my goodness okay <laughs> what is a new habit Oh, skincare. No, we've been talking. That's okay. not new enough. Not new enough. And you um, haven't even been doing that lately because I, I didn't write well, on the calendar. Yeah, you got to write on the calendar or else I don't know what I'm doing. skin cycling. If you want to know more about skin cycling, I believe the doctor is Whitney Bow or something on TikTok. She talks about skin cycling, how you do retinol and exfoliate and then take a rest night. And that's what we're doing for, for Quinn's skincare lately. But I can't use that. No, that's too old. So um, why don't we talk about the supplements? Oh, yes. You started taking supplements. I started taking supplements because I went to Heather's practice 
and they took a gallon of my blood and did all sorts of tests and gave me like a supplement regimen to, yeah. to do and I've been taking that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing some stress support, yeah. right? And some mm-hmm. gut gut stuff, yeah. liver gut stuff, stuff. Liver some stuff. Some greens, some, some greens smoothies. Quinn does not eat any vegetables. I'm a picky eater. So I just you're twenty, how old are you? Twenty six. You can't yep. say you're a picky eater anymore. Why not? Because it sounds like you're five. For all the 26-year-olds out there who are also picky eaters, don't listen to her, okay? <laughs> she doesn't... She's shaming oh us God. right now, and you're... You're... You're well, loved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your turn. All right, my turn. Um, whew, this is a deep one. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For one a, thing? That's oh, a deep one. I got oh, it. Oh, you got it. Boom. So I would really like to make, so my career goals right now look like going back to school, going to NP school, and then working as an integrative functional medicine uh, NP in the women's health space. So maybe that means doing an FNP with a women's health NP program or just women's health NP. I'm not sure right now, but I'd like to just work in women, like I'd like to specialize in women's health. Because uh, I think there's a lot of women out there that have a lot of issues with their period and with their menstrual cycle, and there's just not enough solutions um, for people. So I'd really like to do that and focus on the holistic side, the lifestyle, supplementation, advanced lab testing, all that type of stuff to really fix the root cause of what's going on uh, in terms of your health and your uh, reproductive health in uh, your hormones as women. So... And what frustrates me about the integrative health world is that it is pretty expensive. It's, you know, a lot of it is out of pocket. A lot of it is not covered. A lot of practices and practitioners don't take insurance. And it's not very accessible for a lot of people. And I just, I really hate that because there's so many young people, especially, that can't afford it. And that's when they need the most help because you're at a young age where, uh, maybe you're in high school and you're you're or you're younger, you're middle school, whatever. You're having he- these health issues with your reproductive health into your 20s and 30s when you're trying to get pregnant. And so at these ages, you have the least leverage. You have the least you know resources to find a practitioner that can help you fix the root cause of what's going on. Um, but you don't have the means to. So I'd really like to make my practice at least or some sort of integrative medicine more accessible to the majority of people not just the top one percent uh not just the people that have the means to see a practitioner out of pocket um so i would really like to be known for that you know past my time past my practice if i could help that in any way that would be incredibly valuable to me because there's so many people suffering and looking for answers and i just would really want to help them all right. What about you? That's a great question oh. to turn around on you. <laughs> um, I would personally want to be known as a good mentor and a good teacher. Like, I, I, I'm very big on mentoring. I'm very big on teaching because mentors have had such a big impact in my life. And I would love to see that someone that I mentored or someone that I taught has gone on to do something great. And I was able to help them get there. I think that's what I would want to be known for. Wow. Which is a lot shorter, but yeah, no, that's beautiful though. Cause I, I like, I owe so much of my success to people who have helped me in my life and I'll remember them forever, you know, for the, yeah. for the things that they've done for me. And I'd love to provide that for someone else yeah. and be able to help someone else succeed. Yeah. So do you have any regrets 
Do I have any regrets? That's question number four. Mm, yeah, I mean, I think I think I have regrets about how much stress I've put myself under, how much doubt I've put on myself. I think I've had. I think I have regret not taking my mental health more seriously and, and, and approaching that sooner and starting to work on it sooner, thinking that I could handle everything myself. Um, I think I regret. I don't know. Like, I studied very, very, very hard throughout high school and college and, and burnt myself out a little bit. And I think I wish I would have paced myself and, mm-hmm. and enjoyed some other things a little bit more. Yeah. Um, because I gave a lot of things up to study and then I eventually met some friends that taught me like you don't have to do that you can do well in school and still have fun and do other things and I I wish I would have had a little bit better of a balance yeah yeah what about you you're very extreme though I'm very extreme and I would have uh, tried to work on that a little bit sooner Uh, my only regret is not getting conscious and aware with my thoughts Mm. and inquiring like thinking about my thoughts and just letting my thought life run wild and identifying with my mind and by that I mean not inquiring about my thoughts and thinking of them as just thoughts and not my whole life and that it's not I don't know how to explain this properly but completely identifying with your suffering and your your pain um, there are alternate ways to think about your experience. Mm. And that's the only regret that I have is not learning that sooner. Okay. And just letting myself like go through life unquestioning, like not questioning my thoughts and my, my feelings and my pain mm. and just letting it control me and put me in moods and like disrupt my day or change my course of action. But just thinking about them from like a third party yeah, being like, and accepting, like accepting that I feel this way and that accepting my situation in life, accepting what I'm doing in this moment, yeah. not trying to push and manipulate and, and, you know, strive against all costs. Like I just, just accepting, accepting radical acceptance. I yeah. wish that I had learned that earlier, but then truly that's contradictory because I mm. have to radically accept that I didn't think that way earlier. Right. So I don't paradox. have any regrets, I guess. There's no regrets. All right. Um, question. So who is someone that you look up to in your field? Um, somebody specifically? Yeah. Oh, Dr. Aviva Rom, who is a women's health doctor. She has a podcast and she has a bunch of resources on her website. If you are a woman seeking, you know, help with your your fertility, reproductive issues, menstrual cycle, dysfunction, et cetera, et cetera. She is a wealth of knowledge. She has so many resources available and just such great information. Um, I think her podcast is called On Health with Dr. Aviva Ram. So I will put that in the show notes if anyone is curious, but she's definitely someone I look up to since I want to be in that field. And I love that she has a podcast and she answers questions very thoroughly and succinctly because it's like, that's a way of putting out that information to people who can't afford to see, you know, a practitioner one-on-one, but they can, you know, kind of look at symptoms and be like, oh, I might have this. Maybe I can take these supplements and see how I feel. And, um, yeah, I just feel like her stuff is super helpful. Yeah. So her. Great. Yeah. Um, all right. 
What advice would you give to pre-med and aspiring doctors? Pre-meds and aspiring doctors. Oh, that's so broad. Um, and what advice would I give? Um, I think a lot of people, I think the path to becoming a doctor is, is become so difficult. And I think a lot of times people are focused on making they sure, making sure they do everything right and making sure, you know, I have to volunteer here or do stuff there or do research here and get good grades there. And we sort of lose track of like what we're really working towards. And what you're working towards is a field where you treat and help people. And I think we forget that at the core. I think I get caught up and forget that too. And, um, you know, a big thing that I actually just talked about in one of my interviews, um, I won't say like obviously exactly what was said, but you, you got to remember that these are people and with radiology, especially, you know, a lot of times you're just looking at images on a screen and you, it's important to remember that you're taking care of people's lives and, um, you know, that's, that's the main focus of what we're doing. It's less so about what kind of field you want to go into, whatever, like, who do you want to be as a doctor? You know, Mm -hmm. how do you want to treat people? How do you want to help people? Mm -hmm. Um, and like not losing sight of that. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Let's, this is my last question. Okay. Um, what would you do if you had enough money for the rest of your life and didn't have to work? Um, probably travel. I don't know. What do you mean by enough money? What does that mean? Like you don't have to work. You don't have to go to work. You just have, you have enough money to to live and do do what you want to do. What would you do? Okay. I would travel and probably, um, do charitable work. But, yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't join the circus? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. You're in a silly, goofy mood. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean, join the circus? Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that was a good question. Oh, you don't think it was a good no, question? No, never oh, thought yeah. about that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right, well, I'll come up with another one. No, okay. I'm, I'm, I have one. Last one for me. Okay. What is the most challenging and rewarding thing about our relationship slash getting married early young Um, challenging and rewarding oh like two separate like what's challenging what's rewarding um okay so i mean just starting with rewarding you know getting married young it feels good to like settle into our lives together mm-hmm. and know that we're, we're already starting to build a future. Yeah. You know, like that's like a really big comfort for me is like, we're in it, we're doing it. You yeah. know, we're building a life together. We're building a future together. We're growing our income. We're, you know, making decisions together as a team. Like obviously you do that when you're dating, but when you're married, it's like everything's combined. Yeah. And I really enjoy like knowing that we're a team and we're working towards something. Um, challenging um i think you know um we're young and i think that we're still growing and we're still learning and i think because of that you know we have to work work out things together i think when you are in a relationship and you get married when you're older you have more things figured out you've had more time to kind of like grow and solidify yourself as a person whereas we have been growing together because we've been together so long and we've changed so much since we've been together and i think just like constantly changing and learning how to kind of best love one another is like an ongoing 
challenge for us. Yeah. Um, it's a good challenge, but we're still learning how to do that for one another. You know, we're not yeah. like older and more understanding of how exactly we work. Right. You know, we're kind of like learning together. Right. So what do yeah. you think? Um, most challenging, I think, is just the financial aspects of getting married young is like it is not you're not both established and settled in your careers. There's, you know, it's just challenging financially if you're not both in your careers already. Yeah. That's been one of the most difficult things about committing to medicine is like it is it is very it's a very long journey. Um when you are with a partner that they're already done with their training, <laughs> it's very different. But starting from the beginning and going through training with someone as a partner is just very challenging um, financially. And then rewarding, I just feel like we've grown up together. Like our opinions, I think we mesh so well together because we've we've grown up together and we've yeah. developed, we've experienced a lot of life together. So we've got to experience things and develop opinions about things. We have merged a lot, you know, politically, spiritually, because we've had a lot of times to, to a lot of time to grow up together instead of like already establishing how we feel about the world and being very like being right. very set on that and right. then coming together with someone else and they feel very differently and they have a very different opinion. Like, I just feel like that's been so easy for us to develop those things along the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you, that, you don't have another question? Right? I, do you want me to ask you another question? No. I was looking. No. I think that's good. That's it. I wanted it to be a shorter podcast today. So yeah. A little bit shorter. All right. All right. All right, everyone. I hope you learned something new about us from this yeah. um, and that you're feeling a little closer to us. Uh, if you have questions that you want us to answer, go ahead and shoot us an email at newlymedsthepod at gmail.com. Again, that's newlymedsthepod at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram at naturally underscore Heather. Um, hit me up. Let me know. Feedback. Thanks podcast for, topics. And also like, subscribe to our podcast and yeah. write us a review. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. So thanks so much. All right. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Bye everybody.